All right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Thursday, September 28th. Fuck it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. Clayton, we have three, four huge wide release movies coming out this weekend that we got a preview so i mean we could have done this on our own easily would have been great of course but we chose not to instead we chose to bring in a special guest part of the bo organization our uh our chief senior wannabeo intern uh christopher is here christopher welcome to the show thanks for coming out yeah, thanks for having me, and I'm glad to be here with a I'm mic'd up like you guys now. I, I feel I feel a little bit closer to a bo boy with with the mic now. It's almost it's a little more official. the The audience is hearing you in a brand new way because up until now they've always heard you on a, some crappy built in computer mic, and now you're on a real mic like a real boy, like a real adult. So yep. so this is great. So Christopher, uh, very excited to have you and to have your new microphone on the show today to talk about four. <laughs> new releases before we get into the releases just want to really quickly because on our last episode we had kirk minahan podcast jesus was on the show third time you know he's going for the record down the road this this is a great battle now between him and scott mendelson who's gonna get the all-time guest record and jeff and, bach jeff bach also and, yeah jeff bach of course and brett of the new flesh so there's a lot right, of contenders right. kirk's got a long way i might way be to up go. there soon honestly a few yeah. more shows I you, be up you're there. in it so the, the you know kirk kirk's got a, a, a lot of great guests to surpass at some point but he currently is looking for a new producer he's got a pay-per-view special this weekend this saturday that that he's out there plugging and the big draw is he's going to announce a new producer now christopher you heard us throw your hat into the ring the other mm-hmm. day. So is there a chance you show up on pay-per-view this Saturday night, Kirk Minahan, and, and the announcement is made that you're taking over as producer of that show? Can you can you say that that is a possibility right now? I could. I just, I got to say, I think all the wannabe girls, wannabe boys, wannabe people out yeah. here just need to, like, I guess, buy the pay-per-view and just watch and find out. Oh, because even we don't know. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. we don't know who it's going to be. Yeah, yeah I, Christopher, we don't know. That's why Jack you might be to. the senior intern Sunday if for, for all we know. Yeah. I mean, listen, let's not, you know, <laughs> let's not go down that road yet. My heart just <laughs> leaped into my throat. But um, that's why you got to order this pay-per-view because, you know, you don't know. You don't mm-hmm. know what's going to happen. Christopher yeah. could come up on that stage to a rousing uh, set of, of, of applause and cheers. Right. rapturous applause right right it could christopher could close the pay-per-view by naming the babe of the week right there on stage so yeah. so who yeah. knows what's gonna happen on this pay-per-view possible bo boys crossover so very exciting so uh christopher of course you were uh almost gonna be on the show a couple of weeks ago but you and your roommates partied so hard that your internet went down mm-hmm. but i'm glad you were able to keep it under control tonight because we have got a lot of movies to preview And I'm going to start with the movie that I'm most excited about, that that Clayton Hmm. has given me a hard time on this one (laughs) because I've been talking it up since the summer. It's a movie whose trailer has a real song in it for the first time in the history of this franchise. And I think that's a big deal. Of course, I'm talking about Saw X. Mm -hmm. So... I'm throwing it out here. You know, we're going to do our predictions later. But, I mean, of course, I think this is going to be the number one movie of the weekend. I think Saw X 
is going to be huge. The the draw of this movie, of course, it has the Holly song in the trailer. That's big. Yep. And it is being promoted as a direct sequel to the first Saw movie. You know, it is supposed to happen in between Saw 1 and Saw 2. And I think when you look at horror franchises, that is always a big move to say this is the true first sequel. So I think this is going to be big. Clayton, you're, of course, going to get a chance to to say that Saw's dead. But Christopher, what is your thoughts on this Saw X movie opening? Does this feel bigger to you than the last batch of Saw movies has been? Or do you think this franchise is done? Uh, I say never bet against horror. I definitely think it'll be one of the biggest ones. I'm, I haven't even seen all the Saw movies, but I did see Jigsaw and Spiral in the theaters. And I think I'm more excited for this one than those two. Cause the, the trailer did genuinely look good for someone that has not seen a single one of those other saw movies. Well, okay. So, the, uh, you know, since you have the ear to the ground there on campus, what about your friends? Are they buzzing? Are they all a buzz about saw X this weekend? None of my friends are horror hounds, sadly. So okay. saw that they, they wouldn't be interested in any horror movie. But Saw X definitely not because they they definitely know what Saw is. So I think that definitely would not work out for them. Now, are they only on into something. party movies? Or are they only into like <laughs> like busty bosomy movies? No, well, superheroes obviously. That's okay. like that's still the that's still the big draw mm-hmm. for the most part. But so my friends back home do like horror, um, and I bet they'd be down to see Saw X. But a lot of them here don't like horror as much. Now you hit on something here, Christopher as to why this movie is not going to succeed in the way that Pat thinks it will is because in order for a horror movie to do Buffa Bobo, listen, there's a lot of gore hounds out there. There's a lot of them, but a horror movie needs to expand outside of that circle in order to really make Buffa Bobo. And what you're going to see with G- uh, Saw X is that this is only the hardcores. This is the hardcore horror fans and the hardcore saw fans and a few smattering of Holly's fans who are You're blind and only heard the song and were like, Oh, I heard my great, great grandkid said that Taylor Swift has a concert movie. This is a Holly's concert movie. I'm going to it. I don't know why they're calling it saw X, but whatever. And they get on the hospice bus and they're out there. Those are the only people that are going to see this movie. This is going, we're going to see with this opening weekend, who remains, who is still alive that cares about saw as a franchise. This will but, not expand outside of the circle, but you look at this saw franchise and you got to throw out spiral may 2021. That we are movie, throwing out spiral. Throw of it course. Out. No Tobin bell. It, it's opening when people barely are allowed to go to movie theaters. That was a Chris total, Rock is not a movie star. Chris Rock people is not, not a movie see Chris star. Rock movies. That was mm-hmm. barely a Saw movie. So yeah. you look at the non-spiral movies. Obviously, they'd been not hitting the height that they did. But Saw's two through five all opened at thirty million. Then you had the dip okay. for Saw six, but then Saw three D. And again, this is two thousand ten did twenty four million. Jigsaw did sixteen million. If you're talking just saw base, that base is in the mid teens. And I do think that this movie has the nostalgia factor going for it that Jigsaw didn't have, that Spiral obviously didn't have. Like, I, I do think enough time has passed since the height of Saw. Where, listen, 
either the franchise is over and you're right, that's possible, or there is the nostalgia factor of people have been watching these movies for years. I do not think the Saw movies have disappeared in the consciousness. I do think these are very mm-hmm. rewatchable movies. These are, I mean, you tell us, Christopher, these movies came out in the 2000s, but in the 2010s, were these movies that you and your friends or other young people were discovering and watching? Like, did you feel like Saw was still in the youth culture in the 2010s? Oh, yeah. Just because some of my friends aren't horror hounds or anything, everyone definitely knows what Saw is. Saw mm-hmm. is, it's definitely not forgotten. People definitely know what Saw is and know the concept. But, Pat, it, we seem to be arguing, but also agreeing because from what I was, what I was thinking you were saying, uh-huh. Correct me if I'm wrong. Right. Is that this Saw movie was going to do akin to the OG Saw movies when they were at the height of their popularity. It, you thought this could break out in a way the past few didn't. And, and I'm not – okay, spiral in the in the trash, in, in the, the trash. toilet, not a flush Saw it. Movie. Yeah. It, dead, in a grave, throw the dirt on it. Yes. Right? Not talking about that. We're talking about Jigsaw. Right. And then we're talking about the previous ones. If you're saying that the core audience for this is mid-teens million dollars, which is what it's tracking at, then that's what I think it's going to make. But I think it's going to do more than the – I think it's going to do more than the core. I don't think this hits the height of the you know mid-four movies, those movies that all did 30. But I do think this opens in the mid-20s. My my thought oh, is that th- now we do disagree. That's yes, where we okay. disagree. My we thought absolutely is absolutely disagree. Yes, the base would be yes. This opens to fifteen. I'd be shocked yeah. if this opens to lower than that. I do think that okay. is still what the floor is, but I yeah. think this is higher than the floor. I think this has a nostalgia factor of, hey, we've been missing Saw for a while. This is a very Tobin Bell centered movie. It's got the Holly song, good trailer. And I think that gets you to 25. That, God, that's you love my these thought. old, you love Tobin Bell. You love Ellen Burstyn. You love the oldies, but goodies. Yeah. Um, They're terrifying. The <laughs> I'm so glad that we are not agreeing. Mm-hmm. I was scared that we were agreeing. It's great that radio. is so boring. Mm-hmm. We are not agreeing. This does not make $20 million. This thing, this thing could not even be number two at the box office. It's probably going to end up at number four or number three at the box office. Oh, no, there's no way it makes less than dumb money. There, there's no show or the right. none. Not four. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, it could end up at thir- three. That's where it could end up. And well, that's I think where that top three is all going to be super close anyway. So I, I here's the the other thing that I think Saw X has going for it is. Listen, Tobin Bell is is a star in these friends in these movies. People love Tobin Bell. They're they're obviously, I think, having him centered in the movie and having him alive, which is a problem that the later Saw sequels had, is that they had killed off the Saw character in the third movie. That was always a problem for these deep Saw sequels. And you solve that by going back to a point before he cut his brain open. But that said, you don't need Tobin Bell going on the chat shows to promote this movie. Saw promotes itself as opposed to some of these other movies that are opening this weekend, or at least I would say the creator and uh, uh, Dumb Money do suffer from a lack of marketing going on right now. Whereas I do think people know Saw is coming out. I think more than these other movies, 
the saw X awareness is pretty high in a way that I think when we talk about, it, I think the creator awareness is to me non-existent, but I think saw X is just billboards, trailers, commercials. You know, I, I think that's all you ever needed to, to get the awareness out for this movie. Well, uh, the awareness is there because Lionsgate needs this. Yes. They <laughs> need, I mean, after Expendables, I mean, that thing is going to disappear yep. next weekend. Uh, uh-huh. Um, I think that this is definitely a big deal for Lionsgate. Mm-hmm. They need it. They, they can't just be John Wick. Yes. And mm-hmm. that Hunger Games movie looks like uh, S-Hit. So that is not going to do any business. So they this is one of the viable franchises that they are still holding on to. Right. And I, I don't know. Uh, we can talk about what our numbers are going to be, but I – highly doubt this thing breaks out and makes more than the 16 million that jigsaw made i think it makes on par or maybe less to me jigsaw and i think i've said this before but but jigsaw feels like scream four in which there was a little bit of a break but it wasn't long enough for the nostalgia to really be part of a be a plus for the box office i do think saw x is more akin to five cream, which is it's been long enough that people, the nostalgia factor is part of the marketing and part of the draw. It's like people feel like we haven't seen saw in a while back in the day. Saw was looked at as torture porn and super gory. And now people get older and you're nostalgic for the jigsaw killer. I think that's where we've gotten as a society is people have a warm place in their heart for this guy who would make you stick spikes into your eyeballs to get a key out of your brain. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. we're, that's where we are in society. We, we, we have some warm fuzzies for this guy. <laughs> it's definitely going to be interesting. It's yeah. definitely going to be interesting. I mean, so, again, horror, like, you know, like Brett always says, like Christopher said, you can't bet against horror, but I just right. don't think this is going to be the big horror movie of the season. It's also going to be a test of, you know, yeah. people always complain about how the Christmas season gets earlier and earlier every year. You go into Walmart, you see Christmas decorations in August, and that's everyone's favorite joke at a barbecue. But this is a test of, can you start the Halloween season on September 29th? Because Saw's mm-hmm. not coming out mm-hmm. near Halloween. Saw's coming out September 29th, but I kind of think... You can. And I think that'll be a big oh, test. Yeah. 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 So, so no, there you I, go. Yeah. I think the season starts early and earlier. I yeah. think Halloween, yeah. especially, is sometimes it starts in June, as we saw with like the black phone. So, like, true. Yeah, horror, horror hits all year round. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, let's get into then the other movie that, that is being touted as the possible number one. I mean, it's the most predicted number one movie of this weekend. Is this sci-fi action movie called The Creator? It stars John David Washington, and it's it's getting you know it's getting tracking around twenty million, low twenty millions. I mean, again, we'll give our official predictions at the end of the episode. To me, this feels like like a surefire underperformer. And maybe I'll be proven wrong. And of course, I, I I root for an original movie like this to do well, but I don't see it. And the comps for it to me 
are kind of scary because it just feels like, you know, Ad Astra is is something that people uh, uh, comp it to, and that opens to nineteen million. But that's a Brad Pitt star. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you look at these thinky sci-fi movies, you're thinking your Solaris is and you're thinking your children's of men's is is. And I mean, those aren't those aren't big budget openers. So I don't know. To me, this movie feels like it's going to perform. You don't have the actors out there promoting it. And not that John David Washington is a big star, but I think him telling people this exists would have helped. But you know, throw to you guys, uh, Christopher, what, what is your thought on the creator? Is this something that, is this something that you feel like there's an awareness for out there? Yeah, you actually said there wasn't. And I've been watching a lot of college football and just a lot of football in general with my friends. And I've seen commercials for this all the time, all okay. over the place. So I definitely think an awareness is there. And even though the comps are like at Astro and stuff like that, this I feel like is not being promoted as like a thinky sci-fi movie it seems like more like action oriented like there's the always the scene you see in the trailers with the robots and john david washington fighting on like the docks or something and big explosions and robots and stuff like that so this is being touted as more of a sci-fi action movie than a movie i think you're supposed to go sit down and think about for days after you leave the theater Mm -hmm. that that is true that that would help because people hate thinky sci-fi and then maybe then they pretend they like it years later but well arrival was a was a a pretty sizable hit but again that had a that had stars in it yeah and a auteur filmmaker and i think what makes this for me feel like it's going to be a dud gareth edwards is not a auteur Mm-hmm. He's not a guy that you can hang a concept on and say from the mind of Gareth Edwards. Okay. Mm. So you have that where I don't trust this guy to have a smart movie. I just don't. That's, and it, it's just coming from my gut, my like film goer gut. Right. That right. I will not trust this guy to make a smart movie. Yeah. Listen, this thing could be brilliant. I don't know, but I don't trust it. Okay. The other thing is you trust John your David- gut. I trust my gut. Yeah. Listen, salt of the earth. All I got is Mm -hmm. my gut. All right. right? Now, John David Washington, not a star. Absolutely not a star. And I would say there's so much online about how boring this guy is. I think he's actually a deterrent to see this movie because he is not a a compulsively watchable lead the way his father is. Oh, my God. I mentioned it. His dad. His dad is Denzel Washington, one of the greatest forever stars who doesn't have to eat the hot wings. Guess what? John David Washington would have to eat the hot wings 50 times. That's how low of a star he is on the pole. He's going back for multiple episodes. They're just they're making him they're making him chug every bottle at the end. Okay. wow. Okay. so they're just pouring it in his eyes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. this is this is it's more of a saw torture than a, right. a hot ones episode. Right. So you got that going against it. Now, OK, everybody's touting this having great reviews. It's at 79 percent. And we've had this fight before a little bit, Pat, but I'm agreeing you uh, with you on this here for this sort of movie, an original movie, 79 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It might as well be a zero. Because it's got to be a hundred for this movie from this director with this star 
for people to want to go and see it, it needs to be blowing people's fucking heads clean off. Right, right. And it's not doing mm-hmm. that. And I think this is hype. This is the studio hyping this thing, acting as if it's going to be a Matrix style sort of like, oh, come from nowhere hit. They got these robots at these baseball games, which we didn't talk about last week. So let's talk about these robots yeah. at baseball games. Yeah, I mean it's a, it, we love we love baseball game based promotions. Of course, the the smile promotion of uh, twenty twenty two was one of the great pr- promotional tactics of the last few years. They sent smiling people to the sit behind the plate of baseball games. So the, yeah, these robots have you know, Christopher, you were talking about how the sports promotion for this has been heavy. Have you seen the robots at these baseball games, or does baseball as a sport not? track for you at all uh it's football season right now so football is on our tv all the time i i do personally like baseball i did actually not see any of them at the games i did see a clip of some of them at like a soccer game now so okay. i did see that but um oh i might be misspeaking i feel like okay i'm sorry they were in an nfl game they were at they the were los angeles game. chargers and dolphins game at sofi stadium Two teams, I mean, the Chargers, nobody's a fan of the Chargers in L.A., so they don't <laughs> care. Uh, Miami, great, having a great season so far. But I think people were more just perplexed by these aliens sitting. They weren't sort of scared like the smile people made them. Right, or, right. You know, I think they were just sort of like, are these just Silicon Valley people? Like, are these <laughs> just are right. these just people who right. ha- are on liquid diets and they're on brain juice and this is the new thing that all these people are going to be doing? I don't think it like resonated enough mm-hmm. as weird for mm-hmm. people to even give a shit. They thought people thought they were models. People just probably thought that they were like, oh, this is a new thing where this is the new thing that people in Silicon Valley do, so they don't have to ever sleep. Right, 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 yeah. right. Yeah, and I think the Taylor Swift appearance kind of sucked all the energy out of, you know, promoting your thing at a football game this past week. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's interesting because this is the type of movie that everyone, we all say we want, which is an original, just big action movie that's not ip that's not superheroes that that is feels a little more 90s you know back in the day this would be could this be independence day could this be an i am legend or a i robot type of movie you know basically could this be a will smith sci-fi action vehicle and so we want those were both based on famous stories though they were, but they weren't based on comic books. But but you know what I mean. They they were movies that just they felt original, even if they weren't. Uh, but this this movie is what we say we want. But will a will people know it's the awareness? And I I, I guess they've been promoting it during the these sporting events, so that's great. But I still don't know if it's broken through where the average Joe Lunchpail, the average plain Billy living in the stacks is aware that this movie is is coming out on Friday or is aware mm-hmm. of a hook that makes them feel like I've got to see this. You know, does the creator have the blowing up the White House moment? Because that's what people go to a movie for is just a specific hook that is really connected with them. So I don't yeah. know. I, I haven't seen as much of the marketing for this, but, but do, do you feel like there is that moment in the promotion 
that people are going to say, I got to go see it this weekend because it has this. It has. No, I mean, Christopher mentioned that fighting scene, which doesn't at this point. I mean, we've lived through so many, you know, Star Wars movies and Star Trek reboots and Marvel movies and Guardians movies and space stuff, sci fi stuff. It doesn't get us out of bed. And awareness, you know, we talk a lot about awareness and how awareness is just the first step. And it's a huge step and it's the biggest step, but it's not the end of the line. So just because people are aware of a movie does not mean they will spend their money to see it. This movie might have high awareness, but I don't think anybody's going to pony up to see this. Right. Yeah. Uh, I just don't see I, those elements. Listen, if John David Washington opens this movie to like, 25 30 million dollars then hey all yeah. mm-hmm. my words of course but that ain't gonna happen that i mean i that ain't gonna happen it just ain't not with this director not with this concept and not with the the competition right that's going up against this movie so one last thing i think on this movie worth talking about is to me this is a big test for ai as a as a plot device that people want to see because Uh you had mission impossible dead reckoning part one this summer where the villain was AI. And that was one of the most disappointing box office returns in the mission impossible franchise compared to what the expectations were. Well, yeah, I mean, it it was, it was great for a movie if it didn't have the expectations it had, which was a a, a maverick type. Yeah. Which it was never, but it was, it was a a downturn from even the previous movie. And and we would all say the mission impossible box office of summer was not great. And this movie, the creator AI is a big part of the plot, you know, whether it's the villain, the hero, who knows, but it's AI again. And my gut, you know, I don't have a salt of the earth gut. I got a, a big city coastal elite gut, but my gut is telling me that people do not want to hear about AI right now. Mm-hmm. So to me, that is a turnoff. And Christopher, do you feel like, hey, that's a turnoff? Or maybe the young people are like, I love AI. I want stories about AI. And has AI been pushed? You know, I know that's a big part of this movie. Has that been pushed in the forefront of the marketing? You know, is AI one of the hooks of this movie? Yes. A- well, AI is, but not not to get political or anything, but they're using AI as like a whole, in case I step in it. Okay. Um, they're using AI as a whole metaphor for like racism. So if people are picking up on that, they also might not want like AI, yeah. but then also having to deal with like heavier themes like that too so like yeah i think that probably is a deterrent because you don't really you when you go to action big sci-fi action movies kind of want to turn your brain off yeah a little bit more that, that all feels to me like hey maybe this movie's great but all of those things feel like box office deterrence both ai and then ai is a metaphor and then something as a metaphor for racism i feel like within a big box a big budget action movie those don't feel like pluses to no. me so it's, it's feeling all like minuses so when we look at something like 65 which was a oh original sci-fi film yeah. starring an actor 
that I personally love, and I know I think we all sort of love this guy, Adam. Oh Driver. yeah, yeah. And mm. I do think he's a better screen presence than John David Washington, but he hasn't really shown that he can lead a movie. But he's not a deterrent, I don't think, to anybody. If that movie can only open to twelve, what makes people think that this movie is going to open higher than that? It's got better reviews, and it. it 65 felt DOA in the weeks before that felt like a toss off, but I agree with you. I think it's closer to that than it is to a movie that's going to get over 20. I think it'll be mm-hmm. bigger than 65, but I mean, listen, obviously I don't think that's going to be number one. So I, 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 it's very interesting that the creator going into this weekend seems to be the consensus pick, but I, 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 I don't see it personally. So we'll, we'll find out this weekend. Let's move on to the other big wide release this weekend. So Paw Patrol, the mighty movie comes out. So there was a Paw Patrol, the movie that opens to 13 million in 2021. So obviously 2021, August, 2021, that's still COVID times. And, and that was especially like, I think Omicron was. Yeah. Right, yeah. That all was the rage. Yeah. That was so like, like yeah, no zero. kids going to the movies anyway. So that game yeah. to 13 was actually pretty good for pretty for impressive. it then yeah um you know this is a franchise that none of us should be watching this obviously i think it would be it would be something to be you know looked into by the authorities if any of any of us said that although well, you know what I, I take that back i think if you're a college a college guy god no you could watch anything and if you're if you if you got the right substances with you, you know, i, I, I will say no out of the Four new wide releases that's coming out this week. That is the only one I am not going to because I do plan on trying to catch okay. the other three at some point. Okay. So, okay. yeah. So, so Paw Patrol in the dorms, it's not SpongeBob. It's not. Oh, it's definitely no. That it's like a generation. The Paw Patrol is like a generation like below that. Okay. Like, Paw Patrol is even, for little little kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, also, yeah. Okay. And yeah. there's and nothing, it, no, nothing for anybody over a certain age. Yeah, in these movies, they don't even okay. attempt. I don't Got think it. to no, make it, it for yeah, as far as I know. Older. Yeah, not even like an ironic watch. You throw it on three a.m. Light up, whatever. We won't say here. Light yeah. up, whatever. You're not watching a, a bunch of Paw Patrol episodes. Definitely, definitely not. Okay. No. So this is purely for the kids, mm-hmm. and you know, it's it's a it's a it's a motto of the show: the rats need their cheese. So the idea of this bombing, I think we all maybe feel on the same page. This movie's not going to fall off a cliff, but it doesn't feel like the Paw Patrol franchise is at a height right now where this movie is going to do something totally unexpected. Well, well interesting. Yeah. Oh, go, Christopher. Uh, go. I saw today actually on Twitter, I, and I it's it's from a source I get all my news from, so I assume it's true. Um, Paw Patrol three is already dated for 2026. Yeah. So, I mean, at least the studio has some faith in it to make some money. Yeah. Which again, I think these movies are probably budgeted pretty well because it's, I I would assume it's a little more than stringing together three episodes of the TV series. You know, maybe there's some more costs in it than that. But if this movie opens in the low teens, then yeah, it'll probably get to a number that makes sense for them to put out a third movie. But do any of us see any breakout potential in this opening weekend? Does it feel in any way like the Paw Patrol franchise is is 
is cresting right now where this will be bigger than Paw Patrol the movie in a significant way? I think it opens bigger than Paw Patrol movie because of the fact that that was hamstrung. Mm-hmm. It definitely gets a mulligan, that first movie, because of Omicron. Yeah, now, I- you know, I do think this is a a franchise that didn't get a chance to have mm-hmm. that big first movie mm-hmm. like Smurfs did. Right. Like Secret Life of Pets did. Now, those, of course, those movies are going to be way bigger. I mean, because they have uh, a wider sort of audience age wise. Right. But when you look at what has been out since Barbie, really, and Barbie is more of an adult movie that like little kids went to, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you had the turtles. You had the turtles in August. But that is not for little, little kids. That is, you know, that is for kids. But that's out of theaters now it's streaming right right. so like you said the rats do need their cheese Mm -hmm. and i think this thing does overperform what i think pat you're expecting it to do which is okay in low teens i think this is going to get i think this is going to make more than that the one thing that worries me and this is what i'm looking towards here because secret life of pets a movie i mentioned the second film sort of went a little bit hard in on making one of the characters a superhero. That rabbit that okay. was voiced by uh, what's his face? The guy, um, yeah, that's in all the Netflix movies now. He's not in. He's not an actual Kevin Hart anymore. Kevin Hart. Thank you yeah, so yeah. much. I think that was a mistake. Mm-hmm. Now that movie still made Baffa Bobo, but nothing compared to the first one, which was a huge, huge, huge breakout hit. Mm-hmm. When a kids franchise goes superhero, it worries me. Mm-hmm. Have you already exhausted all the ideas, and now they have superpowers? Right, right. That bothers me a little bit, and it it reminded me of Secret Life of Pets too, which we thought could be a franchise that went on and on and on, and two movies and done. It looks like. Mm-hmm. So that's my only worry. But rats needing their cheese. No other kids movie available. And I know kids are back at school, but they, you know, they still need something to do on the weekends. Right, right. I think mm-hmm. this thing goes bigger than the first one. Okay. I don't think it goes crazy. I'm not saying it's going to make like $40 million, but I do think it makes more than the first one did. Okay. For sure. For sure. Slam doink. Yeah. I'd be around. I'd be around that. You know, yeah. It's 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 coming out in a better time than August of 2021. So it, it makes sense that it would do a little higher than that. Though I don't know if just the Paw Patrol buzz has died down. I mean, even in the years since, you've we've seen the rise of Coco Melon. We've seen the rise of Bluey. You know, our kids saying, you know what let me wait until the bluey movie comes out or I just want to watch bluey at home because I, I think of a bluey movie was coming out this weekend. I think that's a movie that could open to 30 million. I think of a cocoa melon movie was coming out this weekend. Yeah. That does 30 million. Paw patrol does feel like your grandfather's kids show. Now, Pat, bit. you have nieces. I do. And, and, and this is coming from experience with that. I mean, they're a little bit older now, but yeah. when they were younger, did they watch the Paw Patrol? Or they like never say, did. Or- I mean, to be to be fair, my nieces kind of went straight to Tim Burton movies, or at least the okay. oldest one has. She was never a Paw Patrol person. But I will say amongst the two younger ones, it's definitely 
more Coco Melon, more Bluey than it is Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol mm-hmm. has never caught on, at least in that house. That's anecdotal. But I, I think in general, Paw Patrol is starting to become a third tier little kids franchise. Uh, they still do make new episodes, though. They, they do. They had a new. They, they they did have like a their new season came out like I think it ended in like August or something. Right. Um. When I was like looking into it, but yeah. So they 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 are still at least popular enough to warrant new seasons. So is that something? Is Coco Melon a show that on campus? You could sit in the dorm three in the morning, smoke up whatever, and watch some Coco Melon. Is is that a is that an ironic dorm uh, franchise? I can safely say neither me or any of my friends have seen a single episode of Coco Melon, as far as I know. Okay, interesting. So, Christopher, then what do you do? Drugs and watch? <laughs> yeah, uh, lots of movies. Movies. Okay. I, I, okay. I try to stay, or um. The, the staples are either like the animated shows like Rick and Morty is a big one. Family Guy, South Park, okay. um, Office, of, just like the, the, those like brainless comedies you can kind of just like watch on, but like always have a joke, a, a joke a minute or two. So Got stuff it. like that. OK, so not 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 singing along to the Coco Melon, how to tie your shoes and, you know, no, which, definitely, which Sp- definitely SpongeBob. SpongeBob definitely comes on from time to time. Yeah. OK. But, one, yeah. yeah. Great. You're ripping so, bongs and uh, laughing at Squidward for sure. Yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. So uh, Paw Patrol, I feel like we're all around the same page where we'd be shocked if this breaks out, but we'd also don't expect the bottom to drop out on these on these super pets. So mm-hmm. Dumb Money is the other wide release this weekend. And, you know, this is a movie that the studio, which is, is this Paramount Sony. or Sony? Sony. Sony has platformed. They've tried to make this a fall awards play where the word of mouth is going to get out there. And we haven't unfortunately seen great returns in terms of a per theater average in these uh, opening, you know, uh, limited release weekends. So it hasn't gotten that huge buzz heading into the wide release weekend where everyone's saying, man, all the screenings on the coast have been sold out. The reviews are through the roof. People have wanted to get into this movie and haven't had the chance. And it it hasn't had that. But do either of you think that the wide release will be different, where there is something about this movie that when you just get it out into the mall theaters, people are going to respond and say, I want to go spend my Saturday night with Paul Dano here. Here's and Christopher, I'll let you speak after this, but I just wanted to remember what I was going to say. Cause I could feel it slipping. I'm a lot <laughs> older than you. So these, <laughs> these things slip out of my mind. Mm-hmm. I think what we're seeing and Gran Turismo is a great example of this is that internet based heroes do not do business at the theater. Mm. Okay. A gamer tour turned race car driver. People said, he's a gamer. I don't care. He's not a mm. hero to me. Okay. The character Paul Dano plays, who I do not know personally, and I'll be honest with you, I don't know the full extent of this story. But I do know that he is a internet investor mm-hmm. that was on Reddit. And I don't think Redditors are looked at by the Earth Dogs, by the Joe Lunchpails, by the Susie Crocheters, 
as rootable heroes. Mm. And so that, I think, is what people are going to turn their nose up at and reject. Mm-hmm. That I don't think these internet-based uh, uh, protagonists are rootable. Mm. And I mean, you look at Social Network, right, which was a movie that came out a long time ago. You know, that character that was played, uh, what was uh, Zuckerberg? Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Was the villain in that movie. He was like the hero, but that's a different, that's a prestige movie. They were really making him look like a good guy. From what Dumb Money is trying to do, they're trying to make Paul Dano's character a hero. And I think the general public is saying, uh, go touch grass. We don't give a mm-hmm. shit. That is something a lot of people say online. They um, do say, go touch grass. Yeah, I mean, in the social network days too, I think there was more of a optimism about the internet that mm-hmm. there isn't yeah. today. So people don't want it. They don't have that same uh, uh, optimism or or giving them the benefit of the doubt when it comes to, oh, Paul Dano is playing a guy who's got an internet uh, finance YouTube channel as the hero. But I don't know, Christopher, do you think differently? Are younger people more invested in internet-based heroes and maybe they're more apt to go see Paul Dano in Dumb Money? Well, one, I think the strike, this is one of those movies the strike definitely hurt. But that, mm-hmm. like you guys have mentioned in past episodes, the reason you get all these actors like Seth Rogen, like Paul Dano, like Shaylee Woodley in a movie like this is so they can go talk it off, go eat the hot wings, go on all the morning talk shows, all that stuff. And then two, that they're basically making a movie off of a meme. And we have seen time and time again, like, tweets aren't tickets like mm-hmm. memes the morbius me like we've just seen so many times that meme movies don't work and this really like it was a meme like this started off as like a reddit thing and reddit is like a meme thing so that i think they're making a movie off a of meme and it's not gonna not gonna work too well yeah it, it needed to it needed to get the buzz and i'll you know it needed to get the buzz more akin to something like the big short, which I don't think Mm -hmm. it got. I don't think that this movie is being looked at as, and I think, I think Clayton, you might've said this in a past episode. If this were a directed by Adam McKay movie. Yes. And it immediately would have had that type of buzz that it doesn't necessarily have from, even though he's directed movies that have been up for Oscars, uh, uh, Craig Gillespie doesn't quite get that. But, you know, I'm looking at even the big short. It opened to 10 million and just had a really leggy run. You know, something like Dumb Money would never have been expected to open huge. It's going to be more about the next two to three months. So the question really is, could this movie open to a number that even gives it that chance? Because if this movie opens to three or four million, then it's DOA. If it opens to seven or above then it has a chance of catching on. Um, But I think that's the question. Is there a chance this movie just opens to three, four, five million dollars? And then at that point, Sony's going to have a hard time keeping it in theaters two weeks from now. I I think if we're talking big short, which I understand why you would go there with that, but you got to also look at that murderer's row of actors. You got Christian right. Bale, you've got Ryan yeah. Gosling, you got Brad Pitt, you got Steve Carell, you had Margot Robbie in a bathtub. You had th- that's like murderer's row, and nothing against Paul Dano, Seth Rogen, um, America Ferrera, um, Shailene Woodley, uh, 
Uh, I almost said Woody. Um, that is not the same caliber. Woody and is Craig not Gillespie, in this movie. Woody, is not. <laughs> he's not. What are you yeah. saying? Um, yeah. He is not in this movie. Although it could be fun if he was. Now yeah. the thing he is feels that, more like an Expendables Five casting. Woody. Yes, yes. They should have yeah. gone whack pack for Expendables Five. Definitely, yeah. if it gets made. Now um, I do think what we're finding here with these these at least two of these big movies is the lack of a director that can sell a movie, right? Mm. Gareth Edwards, Craig Gillespie. Like you said, if it's Adam McKay and God, if creator is Nolan or Fincher, even right, then right. we're talking, oh, yeah. we're cooking with gas because right. Barbie was a huge smash because it was a movie people wanted to see. But mm. a lot of that had to do with the fact that Greta Gerwig was behind the lens, right? We will see that killers of the flower moon is a movie that will succeed because Scorsese is lensing it and not because some journeyman is behind the camera shooting this movie. It it really is interesting in these days of the SAG strike where actors cannot promote the amount of press Scorsese got this weekend for killers of flower moon really does show what a movie star director he is. I mean, I've been high on this movie. Obviously, I I can't wait to see it. And and I've been thinking Mm -hmm. it's going to do really well in theaters. My expectations for this movie went up a lot this week because I do think the awareness for that movie is off the charts. Um, And I think Scorsese has done such a good job of being the movie star promoting this. And if the sex strike ends in the next couple of weeks and you can get Leo you know, he'll just be on the cover of a magazine. He'll do a couple of interviews. But if you get Leo out there, then we're we're off to the races. But it's true. Scorsese has gotten so much attention on that movie in a way that obviously Gareth Edwards and Craig Gillespie, it would be insane to compare them to the most famous, yeah. you know, yeah. prolific director of the last 50 years. But still, they they weren't able to really sell this movie with their actors out, not out there. You know, they, ju- yeah. they just haven't been able to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, it, yeah. And, and yeah. does Scorsese drag that same Barca lounger that he, he put in the subway when he was talking to Timothy Chalamet. I saw him in a uh, internet video. It feels like they just drag a Barca lounger around for him to sit <laughs> in, which he deserves, mm-hmm. but I've noticed the Barca lounger a lot. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's something that he could definitely sell as right. merch is that right. the Scorsese Barca lounger. I would have one of those in my apartment tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think he wants to be careful though, of selling Barca loungers because he doesn't want people to wait until killers of the flower moon goes to Apple TV plus. So, so I think true. that's his hesitation with selling the novelty Barca loungers. He doesn't want to, uh, uh, get people to just wait to watch at home in their Scorsese Barca lounger. He mm-hmm. wants them in those theaters. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. Uh, that's true. You 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 definitely yeah. nailed it. You definitely nailed it. So those are the four new releases. You know, of course, we've got these holdovers. We got Expendables four. We got none two. I mean, does anyone think Expendables four is going to do anything other than fall off a goddamn cliff this weekend? I mean, oh I, no, that's out of the top five easily. Hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think let's get to it. I think it's time let's to give it. our top five predictions. So we always give the guests the the choice of where you want to go. So Christopher, do you want to go first, second, or third in giving your weekend predictions? Uh, I'll go second. 
go second. Nice. Second's yeah. becoming more and more of the popular choice, which is yeah. surprising to me. But you know, times change, it, so people like it's going the second. smart way to go because you don't put yourself out there but you also don't seem anticlimactic right Mm -hmm. okay exactly so so you know what i'll go first because okay well there we go so we all know what (laughs) i'm gonna say thanks christopher i blame you for this thaw x number one and i think it's due in 24 million dollars i think this is sicko this is the nostalgia is there we missed you old saw you're back can't wait to see you force someone to pull their tongue out and shove it up their asshole or whatever, whatever <laughs> fun stuff he's got in store. Sequel to the first movie, it's going to do 24 million. So, number two, I think is going to be Paw Patrol, the mighty movie, is going to be number two. I think that's going to do 15 million because I think right behind it is going to be number three is the creator is going to do like 14 million. I, I just listen, I hope I'm wrong. Cause God, of course I want an original movie with a young star to, to be a hit, but I'm, I'm not feeling it. So I think that's open to number three and then number four is going to, it'll be dumb money. I think dumb money gets to like six and then number five is going to be, the nun two at like five million dollars. Mm-hmm. And I, I I think Expendables is gonna fall behind Haunting in Venice, Equalizer Three, and Barbie. I think all oh, of those there's movies, no way it falls below no. Barbie. I That's think Ex- sick. I think Expendables is gonna make like two million dollars this weekend. Whoa. Have a little respect for yeah. the Italian stallion. I think it gets to two or three million, but uh, but I think that's gonna fall not just out of the top five. That's fallen to like eight or nine this weekend. Well, that's that's crazy. But uh, but anyway, Christopher. Yeah. So I'm also I gonna side with Pat. I think Saw X. Is going to open over 20 million. I don't think it's going to go to 24, but I do think it has a chance of hitting 22. And then I'm also a little bit high on the creator. I think that's going to come in at number two. I think it can make 19 million dollars. I'm not, I'm a little bit higher on it. I think the promotion is out there and it looks cool enough Mm -hmm. to like, to, I think it looks cool enough to do something. Then number three, right under that, I think that's going to be Paw Patrol, uh, 17 million. I think is a good number to go for that. And then I was originally thinking the nun at number four, but I, I, I just changed my mind because there's another new horror movie coming out. So I don't, I think it's going to drop a little bit. I think I am going to go dumb money at around 6 million. And then I think the nun's going to do at number five, 5 million. And then yeah, expendables. I don't know as steep as Pat saying, but I definitely think it's going to end up being seven or actually seven. I, I don't think it's eight or nine, but I think it's going to be seven. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing we have to remember about the creator is it's getting the PLFs. Yes, right? that's yeah. also a huge – that, that's PLFs, also what I was so, thinking too. That's true. We so, have not said its name of IMAX. It's getting yeah. IMAX. Yeah, it's that's true. Screen X. It's getting you know, uh, 40X. So that's that true. is going to make that ticket more expensive. Yep. But here's what I'm going to say. The rats need their oh. cheese – Paw Patrol, the mighty movie, number one, 20 million bones. That is what that movie's going to make. It's going to take number one. Wow. Number two is going to be the creator. 
It's going to be very close, but the creator is going to be number two because of the PLFs, because Mm -hmm. that ticket price is going to be higher Mm -hmm. than the ticket price for Saw X. So the creator, I think, is going to make around $18 million. Saw X, I'm going with the base, $16 million. Okay. That is the base. Sorry, Holly's fans. I don't think they can get the oxygen tanks into the theaters to see this movie. So sorry. Oxygen tanks are the air that they breathe. Yeah. There we go. See? See what we both were doing? Yeah. And then I do think... I do think the next two are kind of a slam doink unless dumb money really, really does nothing. Mm. I think dumb money comes in five, five million, six million, none two. It is spooky season. Mm. I think the nun is stronger than we than I thought for sure. This yep. nun mm-hmm. has legs. She knows how to use them. So I mm. think number five is the nun. And uh, can I really, you know, actually, Expendables 4 will go under a haunting in Venice because spooky season started. So, mm-hmm. but I don't think it goes lower than that. I don't think it goes lower than the equalizer. I, I just, I, I can't, I can't do that to Sly. I can't do that to my man. <laughs> I mean, I think equalizer and haunting in Venice over expendables is a slam doing because expendables dropping 60 plus percent means that it's in the low threes. And I think Equalizer this weekend probably makes like three and a half. I don't know. I I I I think Expendables is at best seven this weekend. Uh, uh I don't know. I have a little bit we'll more see. faith. I mean, listen. I think that uh, you know. I, I think that that movie is liked by no one. But I still don't think that it's going to go lower than than, than I I saw it and it is not a very impressive movie at all. Mm-hmm. I, I do have to throw. I know we're not critics, huh? huh? But uh, huh? it was not a it was not a very good movie, and it was a very cheap looking movie, and it just seemed like people that were there for a check. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had Kirk Minahan on the last episode. He saw it too, out of a sense of duty and respect for Sly, but he also basically hit those points. It, it looked cheap, and I think that word has gotten out that this was a straight-to-DVD movie that ended up in theaters. And I had the same experience. It was three people in the movie theater, including me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So I mean, the box office take really showed that. I mean, I think there was many a theater that had three to four people in it. So this is such an interesting weekend because, I mean, we predicted of the three of us two different movies to be opening number one we almost went with three you know christopher i i'm sure had creator as a movie that could have opened number one so there's a lot of possibilities this weekend you don't get that very often where there's enough wide releases that are that close where anything Mm -hmm. could truly happen so our next episode is going to be fascinating no matter what the result is because it's just who knows who knows now now now, Christopher, I know you have a hard out, so I just want to talk very quickly because we have you talking about mm-hmm. results. How is the investigation into the Twitter poll coming? The Taylor Swift Twitter poll, which, of course, we know, mm-hmm. um, you know, the results where I should go see this movie. Well, you have, have to the go votes see it. Be- That's, yeah. I have to go see this movie. Have the bo- votes been recounted? Have you gotten IP addresses? Have you figured out whether these are actual bots that have been voting or people what is what is the investigation 
looking like at the moment? Uh, I think you definitely have to go see Taylor Swift Eras Tour. And on top of that, another um, ongoing thread from our Twitter is when Brett from the New Flesh Pod was on here. I forget the exact number, but if Saw X made a certain amount of money, you do have to eat crow. I have to go back in the records and look what number that was, but you might have crow in your future as well as a Taylor Swift movie ticket. I I wouldn't rush to do that. What I would rush to do is uh, um, just give me concrete evidence that these votes are real and um, (laughs) I will do my best. I know you have a heavy course load. I know you're partying very, very hard as you should, (laughs) as you Mm. should. Number six team in the, in the country. So um, you got to, but still let's get some real, real evidence. And you don't have to say it on online, you know, on uh, on main. You can you can email it to me, mm-hmm. but uh, let's 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 get that tightened up and and make sure because it's coming up. I, I'm going to either have to see this movie or not, depending on if these results are factual. All right, I'll I'll send you the I'll send you the proof uh, later tonight. I'll send I'll send it uh, over. Oh, to I you. like that. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Great. Very. And exciting. I will either accept or reject it. <laughs> I, no, hey, you have to do what Twitter does. Yeah, what Twitter tells you to do. What Twitter X tells you to do. You got to do it. This guy yeah. sound like the creator all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. I assume. I guess that's what the creator does. <laughs> is tell people what to do, right? It's yeah. about. I think it's an action sci-fi movie about accepting the results of Twitter X. Yeah, uh, I, polls. Th- yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's right up my alley then. <laughs> yeah. So uh, great job, everyone. This is a fantastic episode. So of course. Show us how fantastic this episode was by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We love those reviews. It helps other listeners find the show. So five stars on Apple Podcasts, and you just write, love the show, blah, 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 five stars. There you go. That's And, that, and your work is done for the day. You can go to sleep after that. Of course, follow us on social media at the B.O. Boys Pod, on Twitter X, and on TikTok. So uh, Christopher, you have been killing it, of course, with these vertical clips. I'm hearing rumors that there might be more posting going on on, on mm. the B.O. Boys on Twitter X. Is there anything you could hint at, anything you could tell us about? Why should our listeners follow us on social media? What's exciting there? Uh, you get to relive all the best moments in all the all the episodes. And yeah, there's always more new, exciting content coming that you won't get just by watching the episodes. Wow. So they're, 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 it's going to expand. It's it's expanding. Very exciting. So, of course, thank you. And thank uh, your direct report, Jack, for all the work he's doing. And uh, double thanks to you, Christopher, because we have yet to have to speak to Jack since he was on this show. Everything yeah, goes you. through you. So I think, you know, when you're out there fielding all these job offers when you graduate, a big part of it is going to be you could tell your employer Give me a direct report and you'll never have to see them, never have to hear from them. So that's huge out there. So thanks mm-hmm. for doing that. I only want to see Jack on my deathbed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he yeah. has to be there. You have to get him there, Christopher. Yeah. But but Clayton should have to should not have to tell Jack the address of the deathbed. That's for you yeah. to relay to Jack. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course we're YouTubers, so you can watch the show on YouTube. And again, Christopher killing it there with the short clips that are appearing on our YouTube channel, of course, full episodes there as well. So go to find us on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, like the videos and everyone, they should ring that 
bell. bell. Ring that bell. That is very important in modern society. And email us, the B.O. Boys pod at gmail.com. We love getting your emails. Of course, got an email from our good friend, Danny, at I Screen, You Scream 4, number four, the number movies. Four. So he gave his prediction, and he is, this is an incredible, incredible prediction here. Uh, he says, my prediction for the creator, I feel like this is a beloved sci-fi movie, will likely underperform uh, due to the number one thing movies need to get people to see a film, viral marketing promotion. Uh, you could thank SAG Extra Strike for providing awareness for this movie. He's big on Saw X. Danny says, Saw X, however, compared to the creator, sets a trap as an IP for many gore hounds, Saw fans to come out and see it and likely be the number one movie of the weekend. So, and he says, the question is, does the Paw Patrol gang dodge all the traps? His top five is he's going Saw X at 32 million, Paw Patrol 26 million, then the creator at 18 million. He's got dumb money at 16 million. So uh, we would I love, love all of this. Yeah. I would love this. I, I mean, I love it. Danny out there, ice cream, you scream for number four movie number four. saw X at 32 million. That is a dream come true. If that happens. So I am, I am very excited for that possible, uh, uh, outcome. Who knows? Maybe Danny is right. Maybe. Be, I mean, listen, it would all, it would, that would be dumb money. <laughs> yeah. for real if all that mm -hmm. came uh to pass but that's great man let's let's do it i hope so um, uh can i read a really quick email from course. reed wanna be oh boy reed sure. old school og it. yeah reed said bunk beds bunk beds the exorcist is a franchise with its roots in the 1970s so waterbeds exorcism mm. on a waterbed it would add at least four to five million to the opening add ellen burst in Bouncing on a waterbed, that's another couple million. Baffa Bobo, love the show. Reed, I mean, we were talking about bunk beds maybe for the two possessed girls during the Exorcist movie. And waterbeds, why didn't we think of it? That's why we yeah. got Reed. Smart, yeah. smart man. Great call, Reed. And, you know, that makes me want to go see this movie even more because maybe you're right. Maybe there are waterbeds in this movie. Uh, and last thing I'll read here is we got a email from wannabe old boy, Michael. Yes. Who, Clayton, he is taking issue with you. What you've said on recent episodes that there have not been hit exorcism movies since the original exorcist. And he says, I want to reach out about Clayton's comments in the last few episodes of how the exorcist has never had anything successful since the original. I've been looking online. If it's tied to the exorcist or just a film about exorcism, getting mixed answers. Uh, Regardless, I was a middle school teacher, uh, middle schooler when this came out. I remember seeing it in a packed house with my friends. Look at the numbers. This movie opened to thirty million domestic and legged out to seventy-five million on a nineteen million dollar budget. Really successful. It was hot on the streets for a while for my friends and I. It's talking about the film, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Mm -hmm. So there have been hit exorcism-based movies. So other than the original. Again, Exorcism of Emily Rose opens to 30 million domestic. So, okay, here's the thing. These devil possessions have their moments. I I love that 
uh, want to be a boy waxy, which is how he signs his email. So we're going to refer to him as waxy. If that is not your nickname, we won't do that. We'll call you Michael, but I like waxy waxy. Yep. Thank you for emailing this because this is clarifying my point. I didn't say exorcism movies in general mm. did bullshit. I said exorcist movies. That is very important. The exorcism of Emily Rose, I think was a Scott Derrickson film. Was it not? Okay. Yeah, it was. Uh, right. Who was a guy who was very, very skilled. The exorcist as a franchise, as an IP, when you look at Exorcist compared to Halloween, compared to Friday the 13th, all those sort of things, right? That's what we're talking about. Those movies have not done business at the box office. I'm not saying exorcism in general, although it is weak. It's not great. But exorcist movies that live in that world, which Emily Rose does not. Those movies do poorly. That's okay. my argument. Okay. Well, thank you, wannabe oh boy Waxy. For that, uh, you know, getting the debate started. So you got to debate with Clayton right here on the air. And anyone could do that if they email us at the Podcast at gmail.com. And guys, I think we have done it. I think we've mm-hmm. done it. Oh, Not I don't think there's anything left to say. No. Except for until next time. We'll, we'll smell you. Nailed it.